Much has changed in these lockdown days, but some things you'll remember very well, I'm no doubt. Do you reckon that this church serves the best food when it comes to special occasions? Yes, definitely. I would have thought so. Uh, I've never yet met a congregation that doesn't think they serve the best food. Um, they may not be very proud of their ability to sing or to, to pray or to look after the community, but serving food, yes, we can all cope with that, can't we? Well, we do our best, certainly. And thank you to all those who, over the years, have prepared food in this place. But we're talking today about basic food. This is supposed to be basic, bread and water. Of course, we watch plenty of TV these days showing what we should eat and what we actually eat. Not necessarily the same thing. With the comment that processed food is bad and unprocessed food is good. And yet, even some of the most natural things that we think of have been heavily processed. Some of you may have dogs that reject the tap water you put in their bowls in favour of the puddle outside. The puddle is more natural if you think about it. Pure rainwater. None of this nonsense about purifying water with chlorine or boiling it or whatever. And actually, people have long purified water, processed it, whether that be the addition of chlorine and other chemicals or just alcohol. There's good reason for that, but it's not entirely natural. It's not what the animals would have done. And bread, of course, is processed grain. You don't go and pick grain off the stalk and eat it, do you? You get somebody else to mill it and then add a little bit else to it yeast and cook it or you get somebody else to cook it and slice it and wrap it so bread very much human food not animal food human and of course the big distinction between human beings and animals is that we cook all this everything else to some extent can be done by animals Cooking is one of those things that is reserved for mankind. Bread, the typical example of human food. So a good illustration for Jesus to use. And it often comes in the Bible, in various forms, of course. And presumably the... the the cake baked on hot stones we hear about in the story of Elijah was in fact a form of bread. So there's, a, there's Elijah eating bread, prepared for him by an angel. Now I don't know what you think of an angel as being, but you'll have gathered. To Elijah, an angel was just a baker. Somebody fed him cooked food, suitable for human beings. Basic, 
but good. That seems to me to sum up God's grace pretty well. He provides what we need. And the message of good news starts with exhausted people admitting they can't go on in their own strength. Elijah, just a wonderful thing in his competition with the prophets of Baal. And he was worn out. And he was threatened by Jezebel. And he ran away. Exhausted, weary, depressed. That was the point where God could reach him most fully. When he admitted he had no strength of his own left. And what was the first thing God provided? A cake, especially baked on hot stones. by an angel. Only after that could Elijah learn anything from God or do anything for God. And bear in mind, obviously, that it'll only be when you're listening for God that you'll get anything from listening to me. Your ancestors, said Jesus, ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. The bread that we get on earth is good. It was what, the manna was what they needed at the time. But not that good. It didn't last. It was not all that God had to give to human beings. The people around Jesus a couple of thousand years ago were in a different kind of need. A different kind of need that we share with them. A spiritual need on top of our physical needs, which by and large are pretty well met already. No one, says Jesus, can come to me unless drawn by the Father. That's the first step. So before you do all the things that Paul tells us to do in Ephesians, you know, that you, you remember this stuff, be kind and tender-hearted, tender-hearted, forgive. Before you try and do that in your own strength, pray that you may let the Father draw you to himself. It's very like the advice that you might get from a nutritionist. Have breakfast before you go to work. Not all of us do, I know that. But it's good advice. It makes sense. If you eat first and then go off to do whatever you do, you're so much less liable to tire 
or even to faint from hunger. We need to start off by being drawn by the Father to him. Come to me, says Jesus, so that you're not hungry. Believe so that you're not thirsty. And you have eternal life. Start off by receiving. Receiving hospitality from God. Receiving truth that you can believe. Receiving the bread of the flesh of Jesus. Only when you've received can you give. As we all want to do. Only when you've received can we do what we're told in, for example, the words of St. Paul about living good lives. Perhaps it would be more logical, actually, if any sermon came after we received communion. It's not what we normally do, I know that. But think about it. We ought to be receiving directly from God first. And when we're close to him, when we've received from him, we begin to be a better, we, we, we will be better able to do according to his command, to be what he calls us to be, his people, his obedient people, serving him and serving others. then we can do what Paul teaches us. Give up. Stealing, evil talk, grieving the spirit, bitterness, anger, slander, malice. Got a list there, isn't there? Things to give up. And then give out. Give your labour to the needy. Your kindness to all. Your forgiveness to all those ghastly people around you. Give your acceptance to what Jesus has done for you and do something about the longing which you will feel to share that with others. When the Father has drawn you to himself, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us. But have a good meal first, for Jesus is the bread of life.